Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 17 of Genesis chapter 1. And we're continuing to read verses 14 through 18. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. Let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And I'll stop reading there. Now, last study, we were looking at the word seasons. And it's Strong's number 4150. It's translated as set time, we saw in Genesis 17, and as time appointed in Genesis 18, verse 14, referring to the birth of uh, the, the promised son to Abraham and Sarah, Isaac. And um, we, we saw it's also used in Exodus 23, verses 14 and 15, the time appointed of the month a bib for the Passover and for the other set feast days that God has established in his calendar. And we also know that these uh, set times, these appointed times or seasons relate to various spiritual times and seasons in God's salvation program. The the Passover pointed to the time when the Lord Jesus would, well, first of all, of course, it, it taught the sacrifice of Christ as the lamb slain from the foundation of the world, but it also pointed ahead to the coming of the Messiah who would come once in time to demonstrate the things that he had done and go to the cross. And when Jesus went to the cross, he was dying as the lamb, again, uh, to show forth that he had already done this from the point of the world's foundation at the time of the Passover. And and so the lights that God established in the firmament of the heaven, that is the gospel lights that the literal sun, moon, and stars point to, they also are for seasons of God's timetable of of times and seasons and uh, in in God's overall program of salvation and judgment and so the appointed time of Passover also in turn pointed to the appointed time of the coming of Christ and the fulfillment of the spiritual meaning of Passover likewise Pentecost was a set time 
in God's calendar for the the time of first fruits and it was fulfilled with the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. God kept, he observed, the set time in his calendar. Yes, he had Israel, um, commanded Israel to keep these days in their seasons, but, but really the, uh, the real observance or, um, the, the fullness of it uh, when Pentecost was fully come, we read in Acts chapter 2, uh, was when the spiritual dimension of that feast was finally uh, fulfilled by God and 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 then uh, the the appointed time had had arrived in God's program. Well, there's an, an interesting uh, verse where, this word, 4150 in Strong's Concordance, is translated as appointed, and it's in the Psalms. In Psalm 104, beginning in verse 19, it says, He appointed the moon for seasons. The sun knoweth his going down. Thou makest darkness, and it is night wherein all the beasts of the forest do creep forth. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. The sun ariseth. They gather themselves together and lay them down in their dens. Man goeth forth unto his work and to his labor until the evening. O Jehovah, how manifold are thy works in wisdom. Hast thou made them all? The earth is full of thy riches." Well, back in verse 19 of Psalm 104, he appointed the moon for seasons. The, actually, the word appointed is the word that um, is translated as made in Genesis 1, where God created, he made um, the world. It's another way of saying he created the moon and the reason for making the moon was for seasons. Just as God told us uh, in our passage in Genesis 1. He said in uh, verse 14, Let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. So we know that the moon is made by God for seasons. And we've talked about how the the Israelites followed the lunar calendar, and the uh, first day of a new month was the first day of a new moon, and and so they would uh, keep track of their months by the moon, and after a certain number of months, a year would pass, and so forth, and they could keep accurate track of time and keep an accurate observance of God's laws and and his ceremonies and sacrifices and so forth. But what does the moon represent? The moon typifies in the Bible or points to the law of God, the Bible itself. And uh, we we can see that in a couple of places, or we'll look at a couple of places. Psalm 89, beginning in verse 35 says, Once have I sworn by my holiness, 
that I will not lie unto David, and David's another name for Christ, his seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me, it shall be established forever as the moon, and as a faithful witness in heaven, Selah. Now here we have God saying that the throne of David, the throne of Christ, is, will, will endure forever as the sun before him, S-U-N, and that would have to be not the literal sun, but uh, what it represents, God himself and the light of God, the light of the word of God, it shall be established forever as the moon. And again, the moon is not eternal. The physical, literal moon in the heaven is not eternal. It is a created thing, part of this creation, that God indicates will be destroyed. So the moon cannot be established forever, and that means it represents something that is established forever, and that would be the word of the Lord. Remember, the grass perisheth, but the word of God endureth forever, we read in Peter. The moon is picturing the eternal word of God, and and so when God says that he appointed the moon for seasons. And this is the moon, by the way, that's said to be under the feet of the woman who brought forth the man-child in Revelation 12, verse 1, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun. Sun is God or Christ, and Christ is the covering of the elect. And the moon under her feet. And upon her head a crown of twelve stars. Why is the moon under the feet of the elect? Because it represents the law of God. And God's elect are no longer married to the moon. The law. The, the, the law of God. They're no longer under the condemnation of the law. They're no longer subjected to the penalty of the law. And therefore, they are not under the law, but the law is, as it were, under them. It's under their feet. And God appointed or made the moon for seasons. And again, that would be reference to the word of God. The Bible was made for seasons. It was made for appointed times. It was made for God's set timetable concerning his program for uh, the Passover, the coming of Christ the first time, for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit the first and the second time during the latter rain period. The word of God, the Bible, the moon, was given for the seasons that would reveal the duration of the church age, the beginning of the great tribulation, the beginning of the day of judgment. As God says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, in verse 1, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. Now, it's interesting, when we look up that phrase, ye have no need, 
because God used it in a previous chapter. And and that phrase is like any other word or any other words in the Bible. We have to compare it with how it's used elsewhere in order to understand what God is saying. In 1 Thessalonians 4, in the previous chapter, the Lord said in verse 9, But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. Ye have no need, ye need not, that I write unto you, because you've already been taught that you are of God, that you are to love one another. Now, that means it's it's been written elsewhere in the Scripture that we are to love one another. Therefore, there's no real need to mention this. Likewise, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, because the times and the seasons are found elsewhere in the Bible, elsewhere in the Word of God. And so there's no real need at this point to write them. They are already written in the Scripture, the times and the seasons, and then the passage is going to go on to refer to the coming of the Lord. The times and the seasons, including the coming of the Lord, have all already been written about in the Bible. And, and that's because God made, he appointed the moon for seasons. Now, I want to make sure we get this because some people have um begun to wonder if they weren't wondering already or begun to um join the chorus of those that say oh it's it we we're not to know the end we cannot know the day or hour because uh, uh October 7th was not the end of the world as we thought and and we were incorrect about that yet let me just uh give us all an admonition that even though we were incorrect about October 7th, and even though we've been incorrect in the past, like October 21, 2011, that uh, those were times we thought the world would end, and it did not. Well, we have to be careful that we're not looking at our own miscalculations and then drawing a conclusion. Well, you cannot know, and why can you not know? Because we were wrong about October 7th, 2015, and October 21, 2011, and and even going back to September 1994. That's looking outside the Bible. That's looking at our own experience to uh, develop a doctrine you cannot know. And we can't do that. Well, we're not permitted to do that. If, if, um, there were a hundred times and a hundred times we were incorrect, that is not biblical proof that you cannot know the times or the seasons. That's just, uh, proof that we, we would have failed a hundred times. But, but that's not how you come to a doctrine. We still have the scripture of Ecclesiastes that says a wise man's heart discerns time and judgment, or Amos 3, 7. 
we still have the the Bible, as it says in First Thessalonians 5, if we would have kept reading, that uh, Christ will not come as a thief for you, brethren. And, and many other verses that need to be looked at, and they still stand. And the things they say still stand. The only way to make a conclusion that you cannot know concerning the end of the world, when it will be, is through developing the scriptures and answering all those other verses. That's the way, not through outward personal experience. Not, not, not through, yes, we looked at the Bible, but we came up with a date of October 7th that was incorrect and, and through that experience of being incorrect, well, now we're going to throw up our hands and say, uh, I was wrong. Well, that's pride. That's pride. That's saying, well, if I couldn't figure it out, then it can't be figured out. No, that that's not the way that the child of God comes to any truth. We We have to keep the focus on the Word of God, the Bible itself, and the Bible was appointed by God. He appointed the moon for the purpose of seasons. He appointed the word of God, the law of God, the scriptures themselves for seasons. The the whole of the Bible is profitable, therefore, for learning God's timetable or his program of times and seasons. That's exactly what we've seen, that that God has opened up much information concerning various stages of his program. There was the time of Israel, and then God rent the veil of the temple, and and soon after was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and the beginning of the church age. Then came the end of the church age with God's judgment on the churches and the start of the Great Tribulation period. These things have uh, become known to us through the Bible or through the moon, the moon that God appointed for seasons, the law of God. Well, um, I, I just wanted to mention that before we move on in our study and uh, oh by the way by the way so we we see that this word seasons this word seasons is it's translated time appointed let's go to daniel chapter 8 daniel 8 and and the moon is appointed for seasons or the law of god and it says in daniel 8 verse 19 and he said behold i will make thee know what shall be in the last end of the indignation? For at the time appointed, the end shall be. At the season, the end shall be. And that's a reference to the end of the world. Also in Daniel, in chapter 11, verse 27, And both these kings' hearts shall be to do mischief, and they shall speak lies at one table, but it shall not prosper, for yet the end shall be at the time appointed. 
Strong's number 4150, at the set time, will be the end. Now, just look at one more verse in verse 35 of Daniel 11. And some of them of understanding shall fall to try them and to purge and to make them white even to the time of the end. Because it is yet for a time appointed, yet for a set time. And and again, think of that verse in Psalm 104, in verse 19, He made the moon for seasons, appointed times, set times. God gave His Word, the Bible, for this purpose, for the very purpose, one of, of course, many purposes of God, but uh, certainly an important purpose of God was for the appointed time of the end, the season of the end. This is the same word that's in uh, Habakkuk, in Habakkuk chapter 2, and uh, it says in verse 3, For the vision is yet for an appointed time. And the vision is uh, a, a word God uses to relate to the Bible, to the the um, words that he would give prophets who would write it down. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, a set time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come it will not tarry. And we can understand the um, the pronoun there should be a masculine. Uh, at the end, he shall speak and not lie, though he tarry, wait for him, because he will surely come, he will not tarry. Because it is speaking of God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and so there, in that verse, God is telling us the vision, the, the, the scripture, is concerning the end is yet for an appointed time, a set time, and and God reveals set times, but at the end He will speak and not lie. So we can expect from that verse that God will speak to reveal the set time of the end. And he has, in large part already, you know, here, here we are, we're still living in the world, but we're, we're not in, uh, total ignorance. We know the church age has come and gone. We know God brought judgment on the churches and the judgment on the churches has come and gone. We know the day when God shut the door of heaven and put out the gospel lights and the tribulation ended and we entered into the the time after that tribulation, in those days after the tribulation. We know this because the sun, the moon, and the stars were darkened and they are a sign of the coming of the Son of Man and of the end of the world. So we... We have all this information at the ready, at our disposal, that God has revealed 
but we continue to to ask the question and search the scriptures concerning the duration of Judgment Day. We were incorrect about October 7th being the end. Therefore, we were incorrect about the duration of Judgment Day. It It, it is a longer period of time than we had thought, and so we continue to search. Now, we're also trying to understand what October 7th was, since so many scriptures pointed to that day, but we'll we'll keep that over here as we continue to search for the duration, the completion of Judgment Day. And, and that's some information that we lack. But we have a great deal of information that God has already revealed and and has confirmed much information to us already. It's just a matter of the remaining bits of information as we continue to study the Bible. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.